Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You know, that was a big eye opener for me just because I'm fairly new to the Fall Obsession family as well, you know, and um, I was I've been a part of like, I guess you could say the family for a little bit, but I wasn't as involved. And then I took that that jump to go on a hunt. And it was such an eye opener for me that, wow, this is something I really, really want to keep doing and I want to take it further. And um, it made me realize that Fall Obsession can really, really grow from people like us that just keep pushing it, you know, and going on these hunts and going out of your comfort zone to a state you've never been, you know, and it, yeah. it's so worth it. So yeah. worth it in the end. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoke team. One with nature and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Fall Obsession Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another Fall Obsession Podcast episode, part two of our Midwestern High Recap. Sitting down with the second half of the team um, from the, the Snow Goose Hunt a couple weeks ago. If you guys are just now joining us and missed last week's podcast, encourage you guys to go back and listen to it. It's not necessarily in any particular order, but um, the two do go together. Um, this week I'm on here with our Midwestern Regional Staff Coordinator and Pro Staffer, Todd Sellen. He's back with us. What's happening, Todd? Hey, Sam. How are you? Doing good, man. And Todd was with us last week with his wife, Heather, and pro staffer Andy Meeks, who um, were also a part of this hunt. They are not here today, but we got the other half of the crew. Uh, field staffer Tyler Wolf is with us. Welcome, Tyler. Hi, thanks, Sam. Nice to be here. Absolutely. Happy to have you. And we also got first time on the podcast, field staffer Delaney Pfeiffer. Welcome. 
hey thanks for having us on here yeah i'm super pumped i I know todd can can reflect it as well we had a an awesome time last week talking with uh with heather and andy and and kind of just hanging out on here you know as as best we can virtually and uh reflecting the the hunt that you guys had last weekend or two weekends ago now i guess but uh Man, I, I just kind of want to dive in and, and get y'all's take on everything. And, you know, Delaney, we can we can start with you and uh, just want to know what, you know, kind of what your expectations were going into this into this weekend and uh, kind of how the hunt unfolded for you. Sure. So, um, first of all, just starting off, I was definitely nervous because these are people I've never met before, you know, like only through video. I didn't know how we were going to mesh. Um, and to say expectations were exceeded would be an understatement um everybody has their own little personality that i think we all blended really well um and uh, they were all very encouraging of me with taking videos and such of interrupting conversations and saying wait wait wait, let me get this on video or interrupting a hunt to say let me get that on video and um it was it was really awesome because not once did anyone say oh my gosh enough with this instead i i got a lot of you know thank you for doing that we got a really fun like blooper reel out of it and um just a lot of really cool memories that we were able to get on camera which was great and according to my friends and family i need to stop talking about it (laughs) 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 yeah so it was it was it was really amazing and um not to mention uh just being able to experience you know a missouri sunrise was just really beautiful for sure um and uh andy did tell us that we would be hearing the sound of the calls in our brains for a while and he wasn't kidding (laughs) yeah he mentioned that last week to us uh that he's still he's still closing his eyes to go to sleep and and hearing the the call out in the blind sounding off and everything so we we got a good (laughs) chuckle out of that yeah tyler what about you man um because i believe you have have you hunted snow geese before this event i have yeah so i grew up near cheyenne bottoms which is another part of the central flyway millions of birds pass through there um very similar to what we saw in their squall creek uh but going back to the hunt um i was kind of like i was i was second what delaney was saying because i came in completely fresh you know i'd met a few people on video calls uh through email different correspondence but uh having no idea how we were going to mesh and delaney's right it was like we were all best friends that known each other for 10 plus years and uh Got right into it pretty quick. Had a blast that first night, just mm-hmm. preparing for the next day, and then swung right into it the next day. Got there out the blind and uh, had a blast, just seeing all the birds fly over and taking the shots when we could, and, and encouraging encouraging each other. And uh, had a pretty pretty good uh, hunt that first day. So I was I was pretty pretty pleased. I'll say that. Awesome. So I heard from the crew in last week's podcast that you had a pretty uh, a pretty awesome shot. You got a you got a two for one in one of your sets. So tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Well, you know, it's luck of the draw, right? You got to get the birds lined up just right, and uh, they were I don't know, fifteen twenty yards away, not too bad, and just just right behind each other. And uh, I took a shot, and they both dropped. So you know, the I don't have proof, but uh, I feel pretty confident that was a twofer. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah we we did get on video um it was kind of slightly in the corner but it's there (laughs) yeah yeah that was great that was uh i definitely uh 
bragged about that one a little bit to the wife, so she's probably tired of hearing about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not only is Tyler the best shot in the Midwest, I think he's the quickest shot in the Midwest as well. That draw. <laughs> yeah, Andy was our shot caller, and so we would sit there and tell, you know, Andy, just because Andy has the most experience out of all of us, and, and so he would he would tell us when we needed to pop up out of the blind to shoot, and I can't tell you how many times he would say, wait, wait, wait. Okay, and Tyler was up and unloaded his gun before any of the rest of us stood up. So I still had it on safety, and Tyler already got one down. <laughs> Tyler was putting second load in his gun while we were all just getting up. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. 20 years of hunting upland with no dog. It'll make you a quick quick shot. Oh, yeah. It'll make you a quick shot, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> so, Delaney, you're coming into this pretty new to snow goose hunting, is, is my understanding. Uh, which, yeah. which is awesome and, and you know I like I said I hated to divide up the crew or anything but um, you know I figured Andy and Tyler having the more experience out of the group and then you know you and Heather being more of the novice coming in that you know it'd be a good a good mixture for the two podcasts so tell us a little bit about just your um, kind of you experiencing it for the first time and you know any any particular hurdles that you were you were trying to get past as far as making shots whatever it might be uh with right. with learning how to hunt snow geese that weekend so yeah i mean hurdle wise i mean some pretty general ones that you know everyone warned me about like you know make sure you aim a little bit further if they're farther out you know because they're going to fly into it um and then just you know the biggest one was don't shoot that one it's a speckle belly you know and i'm convinced no i i think it looks like a snow i think i would know but it you know it's definitely not Right. Um, so that was a hurdle, you know, just to make sure that whatever we shoot, it's something we're supposed to shoot. Um, we ended up not having any issues with that. Um, but, you know, as a first timer, I was very nervous, you know, to make, you know, any time Andy said, OK, those three in the front are good. I would make sure that that is very clear to me before I make any shots. Um, you know, and I think it's just kind of like it, it, it definitely felt a lot like when I go deer hunting and I'm like, that could be a button buck, but it could be a doe. You know, it's one of those things where it's, if you're not sure, don't do it. And that really helped me um, on this was, you know, and everyone was very helpful repeating that to um, me and Heather. If you're not sure, don't, don't do it. Um, which was great because, you know, there was no pressure that way. And um, another thing that was really nice is just kind of the fact that um, all of the, the guys and, and Heather too would be like, okay, there's some coming in instead of saying, you know, like these, I got these. They were like, everybody be aware there's some coming in. Um, everyone was a, it was a team effort. So I never felt at any point that I was the least experienced there, which was awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I think the, the group last week, they, they definitely, it, it was emphasized over and over again by everybody was just the, the, the team environment, the camaraderie, and just just the the magic of hunting camp, if you will, you know. And and I know one of y'all mentioned it kind of right out of the gate, you know, coming coming into this, having not ever met hardly any of these folks, you know. I mean, ex- except virtually and in meetings like this and everything. And you know, it's it, it it's so crazy how things just just fall together. And it's something that I'm I, I love seeing happen, e- even in right. obviously camps that I can't be a part of. You know, I. I said it last week that, you know, it's just this, this is a, a family, a brotherhood and a sisterhood. And, and I feel like when we actually get together, boots on the ground is when it's really, uh, it really comes to light that that's the case. So really, really pleased to see that happening. 
you know, I mentioned I mentioned last week too. You know, I I I've been on hunts with Andy before, and obviously Heather being my wife, but I had never met Delaney or Tyler other than through emails or we text or or whatever the case may be. And like I said, the first time we met, it was hugs all around, like we've known each other forever. And like like Tyler said, we just jumped right into it. You know, we just started being our goofy selves and, you know, and continue to do so, you know, as recent as last night, <laughs> you know, we're texting back and forth. And, and so, um, you know, so it, it's like you said, it's that brother and sisterhood that just comes along with being a part of Fall Obsession. And, and that's a big big reason why I was hoping, you know, we were hoping uh, to get more hunts and get more people involved. And this certainly, like I said, came to fruition and the vision that I originally had for, for the hunt and the idea that I came up with, it just all came together and everything just worked so perfectly, you know, it really did. It really did. I mean, we've got two or three hunts on the calendar just from that one weekend. So that'll tell you, and that's this year, right? Hopefully we get more. So, yeah. And, you know, that was a big eye opener for me just because I'm fairly new to the Fall Obsession family as well, you know, and um, I was I've been a part of like, I guess you could say the family for a little bit, but I wasn't as involved. And then I took that that jump to go on a hunt. And it was such an eye opener for me that, wow, this is something I really, really want to keep doing and I want to take it further. And mm-hmm. um, it made me realize that Fall Obsession can really, really grow from people like us that just keep pushing it, you know, and going on these hunts and going out of your comfort zone to a state you've never been, you know, and it, yeah. it's so worth it. So yeah. worth it in the end. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll reiterate some stuff that I said last week, um, just for mainly for our listeners sake, but you know, if you're, if you're unfamiliar with the the family or the staff environment that we have here at fall obsession, it's, you know, near three dozen people in States across North America, you know, spread out, but we've, we've made an effort recently as an organization to kind of get the, the regions together and not to say other regions aren't welcome to join in or anything, but you guys being the, the Midwestern crew, you know, uh, I know Todd's done a great job, you know, kind of coordinating and trying to get you guys together. And this event event obviously being the first, uh, the first big one. Um, but you know, I, I look at the photos, I look at the videos from, from this hunt and we are, I, I got Nick working on that, that video, trying to get that all put together and finalized for us. But, um, you know, I, I look at it, I'm, I'm jealous, you know, I'm jealous that I couldn't be there. You know, it looks, it looks like an absolute blast. And, you know, Andy in particular, that, that man's a freaking hoot, man. You know, they just, he's just all over the place and I love the guy, um, you know, and, and it's stuff like that, that I hope to promote. I hope that people, that people within our own ranks and everything see that man like man i I really gotta make an effort to be out there and hang out with those guys next year you know and and try to happen and we hope that our family grows off of that you know we want we want to see more people join the midwestern the western the southern crews and and that kind of stuff and you know that only that only increases opportunities for for stuff like this to happen in the future and so i'm i'm super excited to see where it goes and you know obviously um um I'm living, living with y'all, you know, on the, yeah. on the Midwestern high out there. Yeah. Vicariously through us, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to, I've never snow goose ton myself. So I'd be next year, I'd be the novice in the blind, but I'm, you know, I, I got it marked on my calendar that hopefully next year I can come out there and join y'all. So you'll get lessons from the newbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think we were all a little bit uh, nervous in that, you know, I had never snow goose hunt, as I mentioned earlier, you know, previously that, and so I was just still a little nervous on how things would go, like I said, but, you know, I, uh, Andy and I actually, you know, we came up with the idea when we were on that 
pheasant hunt and then I just kind of ran with it and you know I, I wanted to make sure it went well and so I wanted to make sure there are no obstacles that was my biggest concern you know it wasn't am I going to screw something up in the blind because I've hunted you know my entire life so I know the general basics of hunting and and you know how to control your firearms and stuff like that you know so I wasn't nervous in that sense I was nervous in the sense that a, we get enough people involved to really make this what I'm hoping to make it. And B, we all have a good time. You know, I was more concerned about Tyler having a good time and Delaney having a good time than it was for, you know what I mean? I knew I would have a good time because, you know, as Delaney and Tyler have seen through my texts, um, I make a good time out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> as my wife says, you look like you start in dumb and or you act like you start in dumb and dumb. Yeah. But I just, Probably like I, the life of the group chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just enjoy, I just enjoy life, and and you know. So at any rate, you know. So that that was my my big take. That's where I was hoping everybody would enjoy themselves, and it would it would they would really see the benefit of us coming together. Because honestly, the best ideas come from camps, come from goose camp, came from pheasant camp, came from deer camp. You know, the best ideas are generated when we actually get together and meet in person and, and, and hang out and get to enjoy each other's company in person. So, yeah, exactly. And and I'll, I'll, I'll second your, your stance on wanting everybody to have a good time from the hunt host standpoint, or at least the guy who's, you know, done a lot of the legwork to put stuff together. Cause you know, I know I talked last week a little bit about that Texas staff hunt we had in December of 19 and you know, same thing, you know, you're, I, I, I told my wife when I got home, I was, I was exhausted because, you know, I was, I was constantly, we had 10 guys in camp and I was constantly trying to get guys to and from stands, help them with their deer, help cook, take care of my own hunting and my own deer at the same time. You know, it, it can be exhausting, but what's really cool is that our fall obsession family, you know, and, and speaking from my own experience with that event, they show up and they're ready to jump in and help out and mm-hmm. and contribute wherever and it wasn't it w- i didn't feel like i was ever i mean yes i was i was scrambling you know i was trying to get stuff done but at the same time i never felt like i was overwhelmed or just you know being that guy for everybody other guys were stepping up and like hey i'll you know i'll run so and so out there i'll help him skin his deer i'll cook tonight you know whatever it might be you know it was it was other guys stepping up and and like I said, man, it's it's what that special thing about hunting camp that you know, it just it brings people together in a way nothing else really can, in my opinion. We also mentioned on last week's podcast how once we, um, you know, we didn't have to have a family meeting to say, hey, okay, Delaney, yeah. here this is your responsibility. Tyler, whoops, sorry, Tyler, this is your responsibility. We just all fell into a role and we just assumed that role and ran. You know what I mean, and ran with that role in it, and that's that's what made the whole trip just run, you know, you know, seamlessly. It was so. It was so fun and so easy to be a part of. So, and these guys are, you know, Delaney and Tyler are a big part along with Andy and Heather. You know, they, you know, you got to give them all the credit because that's, that's what made this run so perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give an example. Um, one of the four wheelers broke down, uh, Delaney and Heather were on the back of it and then they were pulling the sled and it was just really super. Yeah. Man, it broke down. Uh, but anyways, we had to pull this sled with all of our gear on it, which is a lot of gear, right? A lot of shells, a lot of guns, um, and and I was like, oh, I'll take first, I'll take first uh, shift on pulling this thing. And so I grabbed the front of it, and I started pulling it. Andy comes in right behind me, Heather right behind him, and we're all three pulling it. I didn't even, you know, I was like, I'll take the first shift, and but nope, not gonna happen. They're all jumping in to help me pull this thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thankfully, it, it was it was nice because it was it was. Uh, it was heavy and uh, not the best ground. And deep mud. 
Yeah. I've never seen a four wheeler do that. <laughs> well, in this field, this first field that we hunted in on uh, Saturday was a field that they use for duck hunting and they flood it in the fall. Mm. And so they got all these pumps and stuff out there. So right now it's it's in the process of drying up, but still you have ankle deep mud, you know, you sink down quite a bit when you're walking through it. So right. it was pretty tricky to even just walk through it, you know. So nobody would object when I said, I think it's time for bed. Everybody was like, Yep, let's go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausted. Nobody wants to be that guy. No. no. <laughs> well, so um, Andy and Heather brought it up in, in last week's episode and, and I'll get y'all's thoughts and opinions on everything. Cause Andy was, Andy was talking a little bit about just, uh, snow goose hunting and, you know, as far as the actual behavior of, of snow geese and some of the techniques to use when hunting and everything. And, you know, it came up the, the spread that they're, that they're putting out. And he, he started off by talking about how relieved he was when, uh, he was told that, you know, everything was already set up. Um, Tyler, I imagine you probably had a similar feeling and, you know, I kind of with Delaney and Todd wanted to ask them about their, their thoughts, you know, when, as far as you're, when you're learning the intricacies of, of snow goose hunting and, you know, a spread of 1800 decoys is it's insane to me to even think about um but you know when you're talking it made me think of it when you were talking about the four-wheeler and and the the wet ground and mud and everything and you know as far as the as far as the setup and the the intricacies of of hunting snow geese and I'll, i'll i'll start with you delaying everything how uh how did that come along and and how was that process learning about all that yeah so First of all, we tripped over them constantly. <laughs> yes. Constantly. Um, I have never seen so many decoys at once. Um, it was really amazing because, you know, when we pulled in, I thought, look at all of them in the field. Nope, those are decoys. Um, it was very convincing, I'll say. Um, but it was really neat because I got to experience, you know, what the actual purpose of them was. Um, and then once we had the calls on and when you get the wind just right, you would swear they are alive if you're just a little further away. Um, it is really, really neat. And I got to, you know, I got to see everybody get excited when they said, oh, it's locking up. That one's locking up. And I didn't, you know, at first I didn't know what that meant. But I understand now that, you know, they're they're wanting to go to the other flock. They want to be a part of it. They want to feed, you know, and it, I, I learned the purpose for everything that they do. You know, and when I first started, I thought, well, that's silly. Why do you need the calls if they can see them? Well, they're pretty smart birds, it turns out. So, right. yeah, it was, it was really neat because it, it pushed me to do more research when I got home to just kind of further what I'm learning. So that way, the next time we go, I'll have a fun fact, you know, of like, you know, don't do that or try that instead. And, you know, it, it really makes me want to get more involved in, you know, just any sort of um, waterfowl and just any anything that involves flying, you know, because that's totally out of my comfort zone. But now it's getting into my comfort zone. So it's really, really great and really a learning experience for me, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, speaking as a guy, again, that has no experience snow goose hunting, um, kind of from the outside looking in, you know, we – we we've used the phrase midwestern high a lot you know in the in the promotion of this episode and and, and everything in this event but i mean really from what i've gathered that's that's what it's like because like andy's been hooked on it forever tyler you've 
you've been doing it, you keep doing it, and and these new folks that come in, Todd, Heather, Delaney, that have never done it before, y'all just keep talking about how awesome it is and how how much you want to go back and do it. And it's like that with so many different things hunting. I know, like for me, when I first ventured out and experienced like antelope hunting and stuff, like I, I was hooked on that, you know. And it's just it's one of those things that um, once you do it you just you you never want to stop i think we posted something a while back uh, along those lines with a photo you know once you do it you never want to stop and a bunch of people jumped on there and started commenting this is so true you know about snow geese hunting and everything and it's, it's just it it's crazy how something like that can just intrigue people to the point again where you're wanting to go back and you know start start doing your research and everything on on snow goose hunting and everything and and learning about kind of building upon what you've already learned and then you know obviously hooked on on that high and ready to do it again next year so yeah and and and, you know heather i believe it was who said um correct me if i'm wrong but i think it was heather that said it's so different if you're used to um you know hunting four-legged creatures you know um you sit all day for maybe one shot you know and this one, it was just, they just kept rolling in and that high you experienced over mm-hmm. and over. And that I think is why it's so, such a hooking experience. Cause it's just, wow, I can do that again. You know, you miss a shot. That's okay. There'll be more, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, with deer, you know, well, that shot was pretty loud. They might not come back now. It's nothing like that. And that's what I think is why there's such a high to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the spectacle alone. I mean, you've, you're seeing just, tens of thousands of birds if not more i don't even know how to estimate to be honest with you i mean obviously there's millions of birds making the migration but just the sheer quantity of birds in the air at any given point or on the water it's it's mind-boggling to think about and to and to experience if you and, and you get to experience it when you're hunting it you get this you're right in the thick of it they're flying right over you just streams and streams of birds and it's really it, it makes you uh understand yeah what you're doing. When they were on the lake, you I thought the water was white. Nope, those were all snow geese. Wow. I've heard that the uh that the best way to kill a snow goose is to shoot the one flying at Andy's head. Is that true? <laughs> no, the, they live if they fly at Andy's head. They can't hit him. <laughs> He's not your so <laughs> I think he used all 11 shells on that poor bird. <laughs> that on video of it coming down, like, right yep. towards him. <laughs> you know, as Delaney mentioned, you, you sit, you know, when you're out deer hunting, and if you get a shot and miss that shot, your day's pretty much done, you know? And who knows, maybe your whole hunt's done for if you're going to an outfitter and, and that's, you know, what your what your plan is. But here, Snow Goose, you know, Andy missed that, that bird. Like we said, 11 shots. And... Uh, <laughs> He had several more, you know, within within a short amount of time. You know, it wasn't like his day was done after that one one bird. You know, we had several more opportunities, and that's kind of what we talk about. That's that's part of the hook. The other part was that you know, and when you're out deer hunting, you have to sit quietly for a long period of time. You know, you have to be concerned about scent. You have to be concerned about you know uh, your movement. You got to be concerned about the noise that you're making. And really, with snow goose hunting. We didn't have to worry about those things. We had to worry about movement a little bit uh, when they were locked in and they were coming in. You know, we didn't want to scare them off. But and everybody was. Yeah. Everybody was. <laughs> Looking under. I'll see your chiro- chiropractor afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that that's a big, big hook. You know, a lot of the time we spent in the blind just talking as geese were coming in. We're having a normal conversation. 
and just like what we're doing now. And, you know, some of our conversations were serious. Most of them were goofy and, and a lot, you know, really entertaining. And, but that was, that was what hooked me. The fact that we could do those things, have, have just normal interactions and not have to go out of our way to make sure we get one opportunity on a deer. We have several opportunities on geese and you don't really have to change anything. So yeah. it was a, just a really comfortable time. And, and, and thankfully we had warmer weather. It was 60 something the first day and in the seventies, the second day. So it was you know, beautiful. Yeah. We weren't freezing in a, in a blind and, and like I said, and being able to hang out, hang out with these guys and, and get our opportunities that, that just made for the perfect hunt, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, I, I really kind of, I want to segue and take this opportunity to, to encourage folks if they're listening or watching the podcast video to, you know, if you haven't ventured outside that comfort zone that, that one of you guys talked about, you know, to, to definitely do that. Cause it's, you know, you like for me, for example, I love, I love deer hunting. I love whitetail hunting. I love being out here down Texas on my deer lease and, you know, spending time out there, working out there, what, whatever it might be. Um, but then for example, I go up North and I hunt Montana, you know, something that I've never done before. I was kind of nervous, you know, venturing that far away to do something that I've never done before. And thankfully I had drew, you know, the, the times that I've gone out there to help me. But, um, at the same time, you, you know, it's not like sitting in a blind. I mean, yes, you can hunt pronghorn in a blind, but you know, I was out there, you know, on a spot and, you know, spot and stalking most every day. So you're constantly moving, seeing new things, trying new things. It's different, a different mindset behind the hunt. And it, you know, it's applicable to, to something like this. And, and another point that I wanted to make, you know, and with, with, whatever it might be using y'all as an example, you know, y'all went with an outfitter and everything, but at the same time, I I think that a lot of people who have never ventured outside of their comfort zones, they have a, this preconceived notion in their mind that in order to do that, it costs a lot of money. And granted, there are some hunts out there that are more expensive than others and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. for, and, and I'm not asking y'all to say what you paid or anything like that, but, in my opinion for for the experience that y'all had and 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 what y'all paid for the hunt it was totally worth it um is what i've heard from everybody so i I just want to use that as as a point to encourage folks to like i said get outside of your comfort zones you can do it for not a whole lot of money um in 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 a lot of places you don't have to spend the big bucks on a, a big high class outfitter or anything like that. Um, there are plenty of opportunities like with the outfitter that y'all took advantage of, which, which from what everybody said was an awesome place an awesome place to stay. They took good care of y'all. Um, you know, so you can have experience like that or even with other stuff, you know, as you head farther West with over the counter, do it yourself type hunts and everything. You, you can get out there and experience a lot that you've never experienced, um, for, for a relatively yeah. inexpensive cost well, for one hunting. Let's is. just say I just got out of college and, you know, m- you know, money's tight, you know, for a college student. I oh, yeah. Hard, lots of ramen noodles. <laughs> this, this was not a problem for me at all. It was definitely something I, it was one of those opportunities you can't pass up because it was, yeah, I can definitely handle affording that. Not a problem. So yeah. it, it was an eye opener because I always thought the best hunts were thousands and thousands. No, mm-hmm. definitely not the case. And, and so, go ahead, as Doug. I mentioned, this this was a process. It started over a year before we actually went on our hunt. And originally, we had a fully guided hunt set up. So it was a little more 
a little more costly at that point. But when we had to reschedule, I ended up, um, you know, calling their owner, you know, Scott Croner, who was the owner of uh, Squaw Creek Hunt Club, who's who we went through. Mound City, Missouri. Um, he said, yeah, you know what? And I explained to him, hey, we have some more experienced guys that now have committed to the, the hunt. He goes, well, we could set you up on a self-guided. They, they wouldn't know how to take care of things. I said, that's fine. That's perfect. And so you had talked about the decoys earlier. And and uh, he said, we'll put all the decoys in the blind. We'll have all the e-collars in the blind. And it'll just be up to you guys to set them out. I said, okay, perfect. And so uh, Andy called me and asked me, you know, what, what kind of setup do we have? So I explained that to him. He goes, oh. Okay. He goes, well, yeah, we'll get out there and set them up. And that's all he kind of left it. I had no clue what that, what that involved. You know what I mean? Like 20, 50? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, exactly. And we were sitting at the house in the lodge, and um, Andy said, well, did they set the decoys up for us? I go, I don't think so. It's self-guided, so I think we have to get out there and do it. He goes, oh, he's like, that means we got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning for the – for the hunt i'm like really so my thought was oh oh you know i don't want to i'm not a two o'clock in the morning type of guy you know and so um when joe the guide came in and sat down and started talking to us we asked him you know are we gonna have to go out and set the decoys he said no everything's all set up for you guys it's just a matter of getting in the blind sitting down and hunting I'm like that's perfect so um you know when you asked about the decoys there Earlier, that was my thought. I was like, boy, I don't want to have to get up this early to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we'll sleep most of the day and, and probably miss a lot out on a lot of stuff. And so, uh, again, Scott and Joe from Squaw Creek, they did just an outstanding job of making us feel welcomed and comfortable and had everything set for us, even though it was a self-guided hunt. And because it was self-guided hunt, it wasn't as much money. It was very affordable for, for us all. And so, and to have somebody um, with experience like Tyler and Andy, and, and that certainly helped us learn about what snow geese hunting was about. And, you know, like you said, to say, to say your hook, you know, I'm watching snow geese videos every day. I'm in contact with these guys every day. You know what I mean? I'm just 100% hooked because of the things that we had spoke about earlier. So awesome. Yeah, definitely. Guys, what else would you all like to hit on um, about your experience and that kind of stuff? I think I think we should do favorites. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. we can do favorites. I'll lead what us. were you saying, Todd? Tell it. You should tell Sam about that. Uh, your gun story. Your grandpa's gun. Oh yeah, that was a pretty um, story. Huh? Yeah, so uh, it's a brown or a. Uh, uh, I don't know what kind of gun it is, to be quite honest with you. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember everyone freaked out about it. I'm fairly new to the gun experience. But um, anyway, um, that was really cool because I got to, my grandpa said, you know, take this gun. This will this will be a really handy one. And um, so I said to him, I'm like, Grandma, there's like rust on this. What's up with that? Or like rust marks where it was rust. And um, he said, well, that was actually uh, in the river for a couple months. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so um, when my dad was a little boy, they uh, they were hunting on the river uh, waterfowl, and s- something happened to where the, the boat bumped something, and the gun went overboard. And um, it was freezing that day, and Grandpa was like, we'll just mark where it is, and we'll come back. Well, I guess, like, the floodwaters, so we get flooded really bad here, and I guess the floodwaters happened, and just, it ended up being months, and um, they went back, and the flag was still there, and so they took one of those big magnets, put it down on the water, and then, clink, they got it, and so they pulled it back up, and it was still in pretty decent shape, just a little rust, and um, they had to completely take it apart, um, clean it up, but it it shoots pretty good for a gun that was in the water for a while. (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah. Thing was a tank for sure. <laughs> she, oh my gosh. The video is shooting. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. And and you know, I had such a rush that I didn't even notice that it just beat me up. Um I, I had a big old bruise and I didn't even notice. <laughs> so, it was a tank. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's hear about some uh some specific favorite or funny, whatever it might be, memories or uh or things that happened in in the hunter and camp whatever it might be there's probably i've heard that there's a blooper reel that we're, we're not allowed to to share with anybody so <laughs> no you you do not want to share that one <laughs> it's colorful language <laughs> <laughs> well delaney you go first let's let's hear about sure. some favorites so um i think i speak for everyone when i say andy's accent of minnesotan is such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> um, so there's um, on the blooper reel, um, we, uh, we were doing kind of an interview of like what we expect on this hunt. And Todd was just making point after great point, you know, and we're just nodding. And Andy goes, oh, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> and I just am like trying to hold it together. And Tyler behind the camera like was bending over trying to just breathe. And I lost it. I could not stop laughing because we had such a serious conversation going and any sprinkled, oh yeah, you betcha. And, um, and then, and then when we were going into the, um, underground blind, the first morning, um, I got on video too, where we're walking over there with the flashlight on and you can hear Andy saying, oh yeah, lots of room in here. You could sleep in here, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was just hysterical because he's not even trying it's just such such a favorite of mine and i think we were all saying oh yeah or you betcha after that yeah 100 percent. but that was definitely my favorite andy is just great he's amazing so for sure one of my one of my favorite guys for sure and we like i said we had a hoot with him and him and heather on last week's podcast and I, I know at the time we're recording this y'all haven't uh, it hadn't been published yet y'all haven't heard it yet but uh no. um he did give us a oh yeah you betcha at the end of that podcast <laughs> so something to look forward to at the end there he yeah. said in the group chat that he's warm or was it utah that said of warming up your oh yeah you betchas <laughs> yep exactly i said he's gonna leave you a present a, oh yeah you betcha present but you know, <laughs> apparently you already got the present <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need, a, I need a cut of that for my ringtone. I want that on Andy's ringtone. So oh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll send you an audio you file, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tyler, what about you? Some some memories, some favorites from, from the weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's so many. Um, obviously, Andy, right off the bat, was uh, was a breath of fresh air, like Delaney said. He, he was, um, he's, he's a real good guy, real, real fun to hang out with. I think he hugged me within the first three minutes of being there. So uh, you got to love that. Uh, the other memory that I love the best is, is actual one during the hunt when we had that second day, the second afternoon, uh, actually Saturday afternoon. Um, we got in a good rhythm. The birds were flying right over us and they were breaking off on a regular cadence to the point to where we would complete a volley and real, real quick, somebody like birds coming and we'd all just reload, get back in the blind and, and you know, just, that went on for probably a good hour and a half, uh, if not longer. I don't remember. It was, you know, time flew by in that situation. But that right there uh, is the epitome of snow goose hunting or any kind of goose hunting where they're just rolling and, and you're just 
volley after volley and you're, and you're looking at your shells, you're saying, do I have enough? Do I have enough? You know, you never have enough, obviously. But uh, um, that was one of my favorite experiences for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And just, I got the cool footage of everybody at the same time yep. looking over when we say, there's one there. Yeah. 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 It's like, like when you go to those arcades and you see the things popping up and you're trying to bop them. Quite a few times you see us go whoop, up, down, up, down, in unison. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, 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 it's like very graft. Yeah, got so. some birds down, and Andy's like, "Tyler, go after him!" I'm like, oh, <laughs> we work out. <laughs> yeah, we had we had mentioned that last week, Sam, that there was a period there on that Saturday where there was raining geese out of the skies from 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 us shooting, and to the point where I think we uh, we overlooked some birds in the field. There were just so many to try to keep track of them, and you couldn't go out and get them right away. You had to wait for a little a uh, little bit of downtime so you weren't scaring the geese off and you know just to try to remember where they all were in the field that was just um that was one of my favorite the whole trip was a favorite for me you know like like tyler said and delaney uh, you know there are so many good memories that it's hard to to pinpoint one special favorite you know what i mean because the whole thing was really special i thought you know so and being able to share it with these guys and to learn about snow geese hunting and to see uh, Heather, Heather, you know, she gets out, out behind our house, but to go out of state through an outfitter in this type of situation, she's never done that before. And so I was a little nervous. I've had hunts for her. We had an antelope hunt uh, scheduled for her when she was due with our first, first baby Tala. And uh, she was, uh, she was too pregnant at the time. I think she was 10 months pregnant where she couldn't go. So Somebody had to take it, right? <laughs> so I'll go out to Wyoming and take the hunt. But So she's had a couple hunts. She had a bear hunt schedule one time up in Canada that she ended up coming down with mono. So oh, she hasn't she hasn't had the greatest luck in terms of going through outfitters and, and going out of the state of Michigan. And so this, this finally worked out. And to see her enjoy it as much as she did was just so, so exciting. So exciting. And really... Uh, the other thing, one thing that really made me nervous is, um, you know, Heather uh, hunting with a group of people for the first time, Delaney, uh, I know it was right out of college and, and being a female and it's just not a traditional role in the hunting world. How is she going to fit in with everybody? And like I said, she just jumped right in, um, got out of her car, gave us all hugs right away. And that's that's kind of the icebreaker for me. You give me a hug. You trust me that that much to be able to get with uh, that boundary. And so that that to me was the best to see Heather, to see Delaney really embrace the opportunity and, and really enjoy the opportunity. And then just meeting Tyler for the first time and, and sharing all the stories with him. And just, it was just a great time. The whole thing is, is probably my favorite moment. I, I would say it's definitely one of the best hunts I've ever gone on. So that's awesome. And, you know, to kind of um, tie off that, like uh, one of my main purposes with, being a part of the fall obsession family to spread awareness that, you know, women can do this and women can, you know, be just as good at hunting as, as men are, you know, and obviously that's a learning experience, but that was so awesome that we had another female on the hunt. So I could really, you know, just talk to her, you know, about like, you know, I'm, I don't know if I understand this and she'd say, Oh, well, this is what I'm understanding from it. And I was very comfortable you know, just kind of having a more woman-to-woman conversation with her with a lot of things, yeah. which is so, so awesome to me because it kind of gives me, you know, like that hope that maybe maybe what I'm trying to spread awareness on is, is you know, going to really get somewhere for sure because, you know, it it's not that often when I go hunting that I'm with another woman because usually it's all guys and I'm the, the straggler because, oh, she's, she's just a girl. No, everybody made us all feel 
equal, which was amazing. So it was great. And then to watch them put their face cam on, it was that was an artwork. And so we're going to put our face on. Oh, oh, we're good. And then yeah, doing, I'm going to get my compact out. And just, just, little rouge. <laughs> Yeah, that it, it ties right into, you know, the family aspect and, you know, er, everybody, uh, you know, us being one big family and then everything just kind of falling together when you get there. I, I know not to beat a dead horse. I know we already talked about it and, and all that, but, you know, because, I mean, the same thoughts come from come from our side you know or, or even me not even being there you know thinking about you know all right well we got this this mixed group of people you know coming in that have never hunted before how's this going to go and you know uh, obviously couldn't have gone any better for for any of it and and i'll uh you know i i know we're ragging on andy a lot for for him not being here to defend himself and everything uh but you know that that was one comment that he made uh in last week's podcast was you know he he's kind of sitting here and he's like and you know what I've never really hunted with women before. You know, I mean, that that was a comment he made last weekend in the podcast. And he was like, it was awesome. You know, he was like, they just, they just fit right in and, you know, just, just went with it. And we were all, you know, his best friends. And, you know, it just, it, he's, he's like, it, it couldn't have gone any better. So yeah, I'm super, super happy to hear about, you know, not just the success of the hunt. And, you know, I mean, Todd even mentioned, you know, last week about how, you know, he, he was just hoping that everybody would get a bird and far exceeded that expectation throughout the weekend. So not just with the success side of the hunt, but hearing about um, just how much everybody enjoyed the overall experience, hunting, camp, everything. It's, it, it's awesome yeah. to hear about. So, again, super the jealous. The house is nice. <laughs> that, that's what I hear, yeah. 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 It wasn't what we were expecting, that's for sure. We were trying to, get, trying, trying to find pictures before we went, just – to give us an idea of what to expect. And uh, we found a couple pictures, but we didn't know if the, that was the actual lodge we stayed in. And so um, when, when they gave us the address and, and we, we rolled up to the house for the first time, we're like, holy smokes, we didn't expect this, you know? So I called Todd. I was like, I don't think I'm at the right place. And he's like, no, you're, you're in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, is there anything that we're missing or that y'all want to want to hit on before we head for home? Oh, I think we're all getting, um, or most of us are getting mounts done too, aren't we? Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it was really awesome since, um, everyone kind of voted to give me the mature blue. I was so happy about that. So that one is currently at the taxidermist and, um, I'll uh, keep the update on how that one looks when it comes out. But, um, I went with a uh, mount of its wing spread and it kind of flying, um, in a pretty, steep direction so i'm really excited with how that one's going to turn out and um we i sent i i, I sent sam the uh, recipe for the um the goose pot pie and yes. um really 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 good um we, we the other two geese that i had we ended up uh cutting them up and putting them in that and it was wow it was really good so it was really rewarding to be able to you know actually take everything full circle with yeah. it so <laughs> absolutely you know, Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. I thought you were saying something. No, it's a Absolutely. It looked, looked delicious. I'll say that. Yeah. It was. Yeah, when you get that I'll time. mail you some in an envelope. Yeah. <laughs> send me a picture of the tag when you get that done, too. Absolutely. I will, for sure. They, uh, so that bird that Delaney is talking about was actually a blue, uh, I don't know if it's a, it's a version of the snow goose, but it's a it's a blue, go- blue goose. Um, but it, its head looks just like an eagle. It's got white from the neck up, and then its bill is orange, so it looks just like a bald eagle head. 
when the blue geese mm-hmm. get mature. And so um, that's what Delaney had. I kept one of the, the immature ones, one of the juvies, and it had a blue head, blue blue bill. And so that's the one that I'm getting mounted. We had to piece it together with another bluebird because, um, you know, they were shot up so much that we <laughs> had to piece them together and put a puzzle together. But, yeah, we, we have we have uh, some things going on with that, too. So we're pretty excited with that. And so, um, but, uh, awesome. but, yeah, I took, I took mine. I just breasted mine out and just threw them on an iron skillet just like a steak and threw some butter and threw some lemon pepper and stuff like that on it. And I was actually really surprised on how well it tastes. It tastes just like beef, I thought. Exactly yeah. like like beef, and it was Texture a little chewy, chewier, but it tasted just like beef. When I when I ate it though, I was like peeling little pieces. I was afraid to get a uh, to get a pellet and crunch down and <laughs> fall out of my face. But um, you know, it was, it was really good. Uh, my daughters were eating it, and so yeah, they they loved it. But it was good. It lives to the expectation of ribeye in the sky. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that that that's the. Uh, that's pretty good. And I know Todd and I are also, uh, you know, we've kind of been talking a little bit, going back and forth about some ideas for, for a crane hunt too, speaking of ribeye in the sky. So, um, yeah. maybe down here kind of more in my neck of the woods, not that it matters. I need to go regardless, but, uh, it, uh, it sounds like, sounds like we're going to have more opportunities like that coming up. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Absolutely. We got, a, we got a few that we're working on right now and, uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can turn them into successful hunts as well and have the same types of memories that we did with this goose hunt. So if we have a crew like this, I, I have no doubt. And, and I'll kind of, I'll, I'll round us toward home base a little bit. Just, just talking again about the, the Midwestern group that you guys got out there. You know, it's a, uh, it's a prime example of what, what we're trying to do and what we want um, here with our, with our staff members here at fall obsession, whatever, whatever your, your time with us, your, experience as a hunter or you know your your rank staff level whatever it might be this this is what we this is what we like to see you guys coming together and and really enjoying one another's company but and then promoting that family aspect of of a hunting camp and everything it's it's awesome to see that finally coming together and you know i I feel at the same time hit my mic same time i feel like we're just getting started you know we're uh yeah we're we're just now getting into this and uh and i can't wait Mm -hmm. to see where it goes so well and, and i've said to heather many times that you know i'm fortunate that i get to work with you know all of you you know, and, you know, the people in the Midwest region in particular, we all all have the same personality. So it's really easy for us to get content, to create, generate ideas. Um, it, it's really easy for us to work with one another. And so it's 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 the group of people that we have in place that are, are really um, generating a lot of the success that we're seeing up here. So, um, you know, it, it's just awesome to be part of. It's so much fun. So. Yeah. And I thank you, Sam. Yeah. You know, Sam, you're the you're the head honcho here, and, and you know, you're the one that Big put it all and really encouraged us to do these things. So, well, I I appreciate it. I, I like I t- said last week because Andy Andy was trying really hard to get me to blush last week um, with <laughs> with patting <laughs> hard, me on the back. But through, that's why you got. This <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, yes, we ultimately we've you know from texas down here is is where fall obsession has originated and 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 grown out but you know the stuff like this all the credit goes to to staffers like y'all to to coordinators like todd you know that we're y'all are the folks that are actually 
you know, making all this happen. You know, we, we're happy to give you all tools and resources and, and contact info, you know, to, to get in touch with one another and to build these relationships. But y'all are the ones that are building the relationships and, and it, you know, it, it's shown through, through everything. So it's, it's really, like I said, it's really awesome to see that growth and, and to see all that come together. And like I said, can't wait to see what's next. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's really exciting because I have, you know, friends that will ask me about who, who did you go through um, on this hunt? And I'll be like, ball obsession. You want some info? I got you. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's really getting spread around, you know, like the best kind of disease in a way. You yeah. know, it's yeah. it, the, the awareness of I don't know if awareness is the right word, but just like, you know, just people learning about ball obsession. You know, it's one. It's amazing how much one hunt can really spread the word. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's funny because Heather was telling me on our way down here, um, down south here, uh, that a lot of her kids in her classroom now are going on to the Vault Session website and subscribing to the podcast and stuff like that because awesome. she talks about it so much that, that they're they're interested in learning about the content. And so I guarantee you she's going to play these podcasts in her classroom when when, <laughs> when you post them up. And so <laughs> I can't in my classroom. So hopefully I'm not being evaluated that. Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome to hear. I don't want to get y'all in trouble, but, uh, but have those, have those kids give us a shout out. We'll, we'll put it on our pages. That, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, for sure. Well, guys, this is just, like I said, this is just something that we continue to talk about. And like you said, it's been a few weeks now and we're, we've developed that relationship where even last night we we're going back and forth texting quite a bit, you know, a bunch of random stuff, but it's, it's all fun. And that's just the relationship. A little bit about Lady Gaga and such. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gaga Friday. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Tyler does that a lot when we're, uh, <laughs> just stop guys. Just stop too far. Too far. <laughs> we're going to cut that one off. <laughs> Well, guys, I, I I told the crew last time, and I'll tell you all the same thing. I feel like I could sit here and, and hang out and, and talk with you all for forever, really. But uh, we, we, we will bring the, the podcast uh, to home here and, and, and wrap up. I, I have no doubt we'll, we'll be getting you guys back on here for another one soon, certainly after another hunt like this, uh, for sure. But I um, appreciate you guys taking some time out of your, your weekend today to, to record and uh, looking forward to the next one, like I said. So yeah me too sure. thank yeah you. thanks for having us sam it's always yeah a blast. thank you so much man always yeah always a pleasure to get to sit down with our own guys so i, I enjoy it yeah. so for our listeners next, next one we'll be talking about when you came with us yeah, yeah. exactly next yeah. time i'll have my own stories to tell i'll, I'll be yeah. making fun of andy with y'all so yeah. <laughs> oh you betcha and he'll be included in the uh the group text and he'll be shaking his head with tyler yeah i might have to leave the group for all i know we'll see all right for our listeners thank y'all for listening if you are a new listener and you haven't already hit that follow and subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on we're on all the major podcast platforms as well as our website fallobsession.com and our youtube channel we got multiple new videos coming out every week on that youtube channel so be sure that you guys subscribe and turn your notifications on this podcast is also being videoed so if you want to catch the video podcast and see everybody's faces hear the conversation again you can look for that two three days after uh, the audio drops we'll be posting on that youtube channel fallobsession.com our website that's the hub that's where you guys can find all of our content educational articles and videos other video and media series uh, wild game recipes we got a bunch of different types of content on there covering hundreds of different topics across the board across the united states so be sure that you go check that out um fallobsession.com slash podcast is where you guys can go to listen to our podcast um, and on that 
page, there's a form you guys can fill out to send us feedback on our podcast, and we are looking for some feedback for our upcoming episode 100. So if you're listening to this episode soon after it comes out, be sure that you send us uh, some feedback or topic suggestions for that episode. Um, We also got all of our Fall Obsession brand apparel. Finally got some new spring designs about to hit the store, so excited about that. Keep an eye out for that. Go check them out, fallobsession.com slash store. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, socials, go uh, like, follow, uh, subscribe, all that good stuff on those. That way you see our daily posts and uh, content coming from guys like these folks right here who are contributing to our pages. Finally, Ridge Rock Hunt Company is our podcast sponsor. Derek and Lacey over there in Mississippi, they do a great job of uh, setting people up with hunts. So like we mentioned, if you're looking to get out of that comfort zone and uh, you want to hunt with a vetted outfitter somewhere in North America on whatever you might be looking to hunt, hit up Derek and Lacey. They're good people and they will get you squared away. They'll do you right and set you up with somebody who will take good care of you. So again, that's Ridge Rock Hunt Company. Check them out on their website and on social media. Guys, thank you all again. I enjoyed it. We'll do it again sometime. Thank always you. Always a blast, Sam. Always a blast. Hey, are we going to get a group See you of stay obsessed? Yeah, oh, go yeah. ahead. Go One, for it. Two, three. Stay obsessed. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you guys again next week for another Fall Obsession podcast episode. your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.